Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's November 11th, 2021. It's another Tech the Alpha podcast. Uh, happy Remembrance Day to everyone out there. Uh, it's another year, another day to, uh, to remember that, uh, at least for some of us around here, uh, folks continue to and have, uh, certainly in our family members in the past have, uh, made it possible for us to sit here and bitch about video games for a living. We have a tough life, Mr. Black. It's rough out here. I'll tell ya. Sometimes, sometimes you need, sometimes you need a Remembrance Day for some perspective. You're seeing, like, the very few remaining veterans from World War II, because they're, like, 98 years old or older at this point. Any of them, they're even still around. Uh, and, uh, and you, you hear the, the stories and, and whatnot, and, and, of course, I was, I never got to talk to my grandfather about the war, because he passed when I was nine months old, and I was always... Um, you know, kind of sad that I never get to talk to him about, about that stuff, just for perspective's sake, because if there's something that 2021 lacks, it's perspective, but we're going to bring you some video game news and movie news and TV news and perspective from two wonderfully gifted and totally not aging individuals. It's the Technical Alpha Podcast. But before, but before we do, we got a very important question to ask. Mr. Black, how's your week? Um, same old same, man. Same old same. Nothing. I gotta, nothing. I gotta turn you up. One sec. I gotta turn you up. Turn me up. Or I can't because of Discord's interface. You know what? Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> same old same this week. Nothing, nothing changed. You got a piano. What do you mean? The same oh, old yeah. say. You bought the That's damn right. piano. You talked about it last That's week right. and you went ahead and did it. I went and did it. I went and did it. I dropped the bag and I went and I went and did it. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a Yamaha, uh, upright grand coming. Hmm. Uh, it'll be here probably in a few weeks. So is it grand grand or baby grand? Um, it's like, it's like a regular grand, but it's not like, it's not, um, it's not a, like a, it's not a grand piano, like as in like, you know, your, your standard. It's not the full back. No, it's a, it's a, it's an upright. Yeah, yeah. So it's an, it's an upright, uh, but it's, it's nice. It's, it's very nice. You need, you need to dedicate an entire room to a proper full-size grand piano. I mean, you don't. I mean, I have the room. You, you, you you technically do. All right. So I looked at a baby grand. And, mm. um, I, I, I almost pulled the trigger just from an aesthetic standpoint, just to say I got one, you know, like it's, it's overkill for me. I don't even play piano, you know, like it's, uh, you know, <laughs> like the, like the piano that I'm buying right now is like a piano that pianists aspire yes. to get, you yes. know what I mean? Like this yes. isn't a, a keyboard I went and bought. No, no. Uh, you know, I, I, you and know. then there's pianos that people that have been playing piano for 50 years buy. And that's yeah. like the the next. That's step like up. the grand. That's like the grand pianos. Um, yeah. The reason why I didn't get the baby grand is like number one is like it was just money. It was it would have cost me an extra like nine grand. Yeah. Um, which is just well, there's a lot insane. more piano involved in one of those things. Yeah, and um, also the 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 baby grand. Um, it's not as easy to move around. So you know, <laughs> because the upright, there's a lot more piano. <laughs> the upright, I can move it around. Like I'll probably put it right here um, on. Yeah, on you this got that wall. that, that, that like, across from the shelving there. Yeah, correct. So 
I'll be able to keep it close to the computer. So if I'm doing lessons and stuff online, I can kind of see what's going on. Mm. Um, and then if I want to move it out, you know, I can wheel it out and, you know, put it in the, in sort of the, the big room. If you I'm, can get like, one of those bitches through a door. You don't get, you don't get a baby grand through a door. You can't, you can't. Um, no. And so, yeah, so I, I opted to get the upright, which uh, was still overkill. But um, you know me, Adam. I When I get into something, <laughs> that, you know, there I is I do no, the same thing. If I'm doing yeah. a hobby thing, I don't, I, I mean, I had no right buying a fucking, like, $2,500 GH5 as my first DSLR. No. I don't know. Like, I, I should be buying some bitch toy. For my first camera, but I didn't. I I, I didn't need to it, buy that TV, but I you did. You may it. as well go. You may as well go the whole way, right? You may you as buy well buy it once. Buy that's it. Buy it one time. Because if I were to say, say, if I were to buy a, you know, a nice, I could have got a used. I, you can't even find panos, man. Like everything is sold out. Like I mean, the <laughs> fucking COVID fucked everything. Well, everyone's you know, stuck I, inside. How many people thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna learn to play the piano since dude, I'm stuck inside. I tried, man. I, I got them to take a look to see, like, uh, if there was any other clients that, like, you know, I went to that nice, like, piano store that's, like, the only one here in, like, the Maritimes. And <laughs> well, how many how like, many people really need a piano store more than just one piano store, I suppose? Yeah. So, so, uh, so I asked them, I said, like, D D is there anybody that might, might get one of these used? And they're like, no. no. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, these are hard to find. And so I got one with a silencer. So you, it was an oh, extra three. Nice. It's an extra 3000 bucks, but it's super worth where yeah. you can plug your headphones in and then the yeah, middle yeah. pedal you just move over to the right and up and then you can hear the piano in your headphones you can make it so you can hear both like loud and in headphones or just headphones it muffles and it it sounds identical yeah, yeah. to the piano like i mean like when you have the headphones on your plane if you didn't know you had headphones on you'd be like dude i'm just i'm just playing the piano normally so i got that and that way i'm not bugging the whole house like yeah, if I'm yeah, practicing yeah. and and if, if it's late and stuff, what so. room is right above you? Um, it's is like, that uh, your bedroom upstairs? No, no, no. It's uh, Kai's playroom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was Kai's old bedroom, and then it was too loud, right? So, right, right, uh, right. So anyway, there's like nothing above me. So I mean, it it kind of just works out, right? Wonderful. So, so anyway, yeah, I did that. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine to have a nice piano. Uh, you know, when I visualize my life, <laughs> you always, you always came I, over when we still had our keyboard upstairs and would randomly play and sit at that piano. The three songs that you knew, yeah, uh, you would play on that, that play keyboard. Them. Yeah. So I went and pulled the trigger. Uh, beautiful. And, uh, yeah, so that, I guess that was the highlight of my week. Well, you know, it's exciting about doing that too. When you buy a piano like that, is that a piano is like a piece that you can like generationally pass on, right? A piano, you take care of it. The piano doesn't just up and fucking kick the bucket in five years. So no, this has got a ten-year warranty, uh, nice. parts and labor, and the people they service it. So they come to your house and they service it. You don't have to do anything. So they're going to come here. They're going to set it up, mm. and then in three months they're going to come back. They're going to like retune it. it, retune it. And then every year they come over, they make sure everything is good, everything is up to date. If there's any issues, I don't have to send nothing out. They come here and they do everything, bada boom. And I want my That's son awesome. to play piano, so you know, uh he'll have a great piece to to play on if he opts to, you know, get into it. To get into the magic. Yeah. I like I'm gonna it. force him. So <laughs> it is what it is. You could have just left it at if he gets into it. No, no, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to force him until he's at an age where he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even think, do I, don't, I don't even necessarily think you're going to have to force him because Kai's, Kai, Kai is a, is a daddy's boy. 
So he's going he's gonna to mimic everything you do. So if he just watches you play, you don't even have to tell him, sit down. He's going to eventually just want to come down and play the piano, like just like hammer the keys. It is and then true. it's all over from there. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to have to do a lot of, uh, a lot of bugging them for that one. Like kids, kids, like, I don't think I've ever seen a kid that didn't like want to engage. It's so tactile, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to like have skill to make noise. Like if you hand a kid a wind instrument, you kind of still have to have skill to use a wind instrument. A keyboard, you just hand them over, just fucking start slamming shit. You make a noise and kids so, love that. So speaking of Kai, I, uh, I gave him my, my iPad mm. and he's officially playing games. So now he's okay. He can open up the iPad. He knows what button to turn it on. He can open up his own apps. He has to close the app by clicking the round button once. And then he, you know, he knows, he knows everything. Now uh, he'll sit there for an hour and he'll just fucking play his games. I'll sit down with him and, you know, root him on. He's doing the, you know, the, the little basic games, like kids games. Of course. But, of course. Uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's into it. So I think it's only a matter of time before, you know, we get him Uh-oh. to, we get it. We get him on a, on a Nintendo switch or something. Oh, it's quickly yep, approaching. It's he also got his first big boy bid this week. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my week has been filled. He's just been. He just started climbing out of his crib, mm. and now every morning at like you know six a.m. he comes busting in in our bedroom. <laughs> you know, mommy, daddy, I'm awake. Hi. Thanks for letting um, us know, son. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. So um, yesterday morning, I um I had a rough night of sleep, and. Uh, I was thinking to myself, man, if Kai wakes up, he's going to come in here soon. And I'm going to be haggard. I'm going to be just a mess, right? <laughs> I find fall asleep an hour and a half later. This motherfucker comes busting in. <laughs> and he goes, he comes in. He goes, mommy, mommy. And Kayla gets up like, huh, what's going on? What's going on? Of course. Right. And then he goes, he comes up to, he climbs up on the bed. Mm. And then he, he he goes over he goes over to Kayla and he gives her a big hug and he says, "Mommy, I love you." And I'm oh, like, for fuck! See now you can't feel bad about it. Like, <laughs> the little bastard got you. Like your blood pressure rose, and they were like, "Oh, for yeah. fuck!" I now I can't even be mad. Immediately switched up my attitude, man. I didn't even say a word. I just said, "Hey, son." He's like, "Hi, hey, Dad." I'm like, "Yeah." And Kayla and him got up and went out. And, so anyway, kids, kids. Kids, what a genius! He already knows how to. He already knows how to push the right buttons now. That's it. That's it. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Well, I had a substantially less exciting week. I had no pianos to buy. I wouldn't have any place to put it anyway. Uh, I don't have a child. That's probably for the best. So I didn't have to buy a bed for them or uh, have any Kodak moments uh, in the early morning. Um, I've been playing nothing but Forza Horizon Five. Since uh, since that dropped early access uh, after the podcast last week, uh, and newsflash, that's a fucking good video game. <laughs> that's a really, really good game. There is not a lot that you could say bad about it, and uh, the numbers kind of back that up. It's, it's a it's a racing game. Before it launched, it had a million people playing it, which means a million people pre-ordered it to have the ability to uh, to even play it pre-release. And then as soon as it released, within 24 hours, it had 4.5 million players. And that's a racing game. And that's not Mario Kart. That's, this is like a, it's still arcade, but this is like a, you know, yeah. you're, you're getting into, into legitimate cars and it's not necessarily like the most widely spread kind of well, they've been, generic um, racer. 
I mean, Forza, I mean, it's it helps that it's a good game, but yeah. uh, the whole series have been, you know, the racers love the shit. So, mm. um, you know, the thing that Forza got going for them as well is they never, pardon the pun, but they never took their foot off the pedal. They just kept putting out games, quality better and games, better and better. while everybody else shit the bed and stopped making games, essentially. You'd have the odd racing game that come out and then die. Um, they just kept they just kept consistency, and now they've got a huge fan base, and so they're going to sell millions of copies every time a game comes out. Period. Until yeah, they fuck is, it up big time. This is already by far, I think, the largest <laughs> release for Forza Horizon. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's really enjoying it. And probably one of the coolest parts about it is seeing, um how much accessibility options they put in this game for people uh, that you know need accessibility options so it's not just your 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 normal uh you know oh it's got colorblind mode and and subtitles or whatever but they've got a shitload of accessibility options including the ability to slow the entire game speed down like everything about not just your car but the whole game speed so if you're somebody that doesn't have super quick reflexes but you still want to be able to enjoy driving around and and uh or racing and whatnot you can slow the whole fucking game down if you want to match your capabilities um and uh, more than that you can even change it so that you don't necessarily have to win to progress through the game you can disable win conditions as well uh and they're working on right now a release for um uh people who are deaf they're gonna have they have people recorded in front of green screens for uh i think it's uh british and then american sign language where they're doing all the sign language and so for all the cutscenes and shit in the game they're gonna have somebody in the bottom right of the screen doing all the sign language stuff for people who are deaf for the game so that they can uh experience all the all of the cutscenes and whatnot because just having text apparently when you t- if you speak with somebody who is deaf and you and, and use the sign language quite frequently you can't really get uh like tone you don't know the tone that the person is really speaking in you can only get so much information but in sign I mean, language in I mean, sign language you get you get a bunch of a, this a isn't bunch the of last stuff. of us man it's a fucking racing game man no like, but get... no but nobody else is doing it so this is the first this is the first game that i know of that's doing it and it's a massively mainstream game to do it so this if they're doing it it's going to spur on Maybe it spurs on the next Last of Us that is a game that would you would want to definitely have something like that for those people because it's in the majority a a narrative driven game that's there. So they're making they're making the effort to do it is the point uh, where not anyone else seems to be making the uh, the effort in the same way. So that was kind of cool to see. But in general, just a really fucking good game. Gorgeous. One of the prettiest games I've ever played in my life. Uh, and, uh, I wish I had a proper TV and shit to play on it, because it would look even better, uh, but it still looks, uh, completely incredible, and, uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. I'm gonna have a review, hopefully, written by the end of the weekend, and then we'll have that, uh, that out, because I, I think I'm only a few races away, despite how much content's in this game, and there's a shitload of content in this game. I think I'm almost up to the last of the races, and then I think I'll do my review, but... That's all. That's my entire week playing Forza. Been enjoying it. And now it's time to talk about some video game news, Mr. Black. Elden Ring, that network test that we talked about, and some early previews. Lots of people that were selected uh, got sent out uh, this key to play some uh, of this network test. Uh, some of them were being sold, of course, on eBay, as is tradition. 
uh, for people to get in on the preview if they wanted to have it. Uh, going for, I think, $1,000 was the first one I saw posted up on, uh, on eBay to get in on this. Uh, but uh, many other people, you know, uh, video game journalists and stuff that everyone would know have been getting access and posting uh, you know, their gameplay uh, on their respective channels, IGN, etc., uh, and giving us some more gameplay uh, to see it beyond the uh, the trailer that we just got recently. So uh, now that that's happened, it seems people are even more bullish on uh, the game because for the longest time we didn't get any information, we didn't see any gameplay. Now all of a sudden, you know, we're getting this, we're getting swamped with with actual people playing the actual game, and we get to see how good it is, and people are really really enjoying it, and it seems to be doing quite well. So all things considered, it looks to be uh, another banger for the. Uh, the Dark Souls and Extended Family uh, of Games. Special editions of the game were also announced, including a limited edition regional release. Uh, I think it was limited to somewhere in Europe, uh, one region, I think, uh, in Europe, and only to be sold on, I think, Bandai Namco's website or something. I think that's, I might be fucking that up. Anyway, it was regional. It, was a one, it included a one-to-one scale helm of one of the characters in the game. Um, a very limited release of that. It also included a statue that is in the step-down version of the Limited. Uh, that was quite a nice statue of one of the characters in the game. It was that statue's helmet that was the scale helmet that the, the premium premium came with. All that shit sold out, though, so fuck you. You're already too late. If you're only hearing about it here first... Too late. Too slow. <clears throat> Find it on eBay. <laughs> For what will assuredly be... Shitloads of money. How does how much money does a one to one scale helm replica from Elden Ring go for on eBay, Mister Black? What do you thought? What do you think? What's it going? I don't for? know. Fifteen hundred bucks. I like that. I think that's. I think that. I think that's where it's going to hit. I think so. There's enough crazy people. They'll they'll do fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Not that they probably looked ahead of uh, ahead of time anyway. Have discovered that there's another company called Meta. It's a PC building company, Mister Black. And uh, they've been in business for a little over a year, which is legally troubling for Facebook because as soon as you cross that one-year threshold, shit gets a little bit more complicated. Uh, And they registered the name in August. They actually trademarked Meta back in August, and so uh, they've they've you know they've been taking it pretty you know pretty lightly. They've joking about it a bit, Uh, you know the coincidence of it all happening. And they uh, they said, "Look, you want to you want to buy the name? We're we're totally open to it. It's just that it's going to be a minimum of twenty million (laughs) dollars." I just uh, yes, well done. Get, get your money. Get your money. Get your uh, money. In the back of my head, I'm thinking that might be a bit low, but you know what? Maybe you got to be realistic. You yeah, know, because if mean... you go too high, maybe maybe Facebook goes fuck it. We'll take them to court. And we'll win it that way. But if you just set the bar at like twenty mil, possible. It's very doable. They could even just if they, they... even if they met in the middle, a ten million, not bad for your first year in business. <laughs> you retired. You're, you're, you're done. done. You're Close done. the business. That's it. <laughs> no more business. That's it. We're completing the orders we have, and it's all over. Uh, but yeah, there you go. All the best to them, and I'm sure we'll find out if they're successful. But for now, that's where it's at. Uh, some uh, some poor soul at IGN, Mr. Black, who reviewed the soon to be released. I think I think it's today, perhaps, or or maybe it was last night in some regions. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five decided it would be a good idea to say that it was Persona Five without the heart. So Shin Megami Tensei and Persona are... So Persona is like a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei, which is the longer-running series from Atlas. Uh, but it's uh, Persona is the one that broke into the mainstream. Shin Megami Tensei is like the... the you know, it's the older brother, but it's, it's still stuck in the dark corner of the room. 
Mm. Uh, and uh, and so a lot of people haven't played as many of those, and they are immediate. Their comparison is to Persona, and uh, this person made that horrible mistake of doing that. And of course, the legions of of uh, of Atlas and Shin Megami Tensei fans came out and grilled the everlasting fuck out of this uh, poor reviewer. Uh, but honestly. Rightfully so. The opening line was that. The opening line to this review was bait. They knew what they were doing, so I don't feel that bad for them. Saying, it's like Persona 5 without the heart. That's the opening fucking line. There you go. It's a bad choice. It's clickbait in audio form. You don't do that shit. That's a bad idea. Uh, It's also now the most downvoted IGN review that I think I've seen. Damn. it It got... destroyed on YouTube. But good news for IGN, Mr. Black, because YouTube has just announced, not even 24 to 72 hours after that review came out, that they are removing dislikes from the publicly viewed pages on YouTube to protect the content creators, Mr. Black. And they're protecting the content creators by doing so by allowing only the content creators themselves to see all the dislikes on their own videos. I don't know what the logic behind that is, but it's YouTube. So here we are. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen a single person. any. I haven't seen one content creator in my timeline that hasn't shit all over this idea. Uh, because it is terrible. Uh, it's one of the few, you know, it's one of the, the, sta- the many stages of when a viewer hits a video of, like, sussing out whether or not this video is even worth watching in the first place, especially when it comes to stuff like uh, tutorials and things of that nature. You get an idea, like, right away. Is this even going to be worth sifting through 15 minutes of footage to see if this is going to solve my problem? If it's, like, bombing to the ground? Probably no. Uh, but if you're just showing likes and then you got to go read through a bunch of comments to hopefully figure it out, that's just a pain in the ass. Uh, I also fail to see how this in any way, shape, or form protects any content creator. In fact, the most damaging part about seeing your, your videos get dislikes or dislike bombed is when you yourself see them. And so just limiting it to the content creator being the only person seeing the fucking dislikes <laughs> seems like a really shitty way of quote-unquote protecting the content creator. Uh, so a bit, of, a bit of a strange one from YouTube. What do you, what do you, not, not that you probably care, but what do you think uh, about, uh, about getting rid of... As, as somebody that watches a fair amount of YouTube, because you do consume a fair amount of YouTube. Yeah. Do you, have you, do you rely on the like-dislike sometimes when you're watching sometimes. videos? <clears throat> sometimes. Not, not as, you know, cause I don't do a lot of discovery stuff. Like I, I'm not going out there looking for new content creators and stuff mm. for the most part. So I'm watching the same people pretty much for years. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's protecting anybody, uh, personally. <laughs> uh, maybe it's there so that people watch videos a little bit more, uh, just like, instead of just like clicking around right so maybe this is just a play for them to make more money on the back end um so that you kind of have to watch a little bit of the video to see if it's something you would like um you know on the flip side that somebody does bomb a video or whatever um you know sometimes when a video does have a lot of dislikes and you skip over it it might have actually been a good video um you know there are a lot of content creators that you know get semi-canceled where like they say something on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, or they're in some kind of you know drama or relationship or whatever, and they break up, and the next thing you know, it like every single video for the next like three weeks is just getting disliked. The fuck you put anything out, and people are just like dislike. Like they did that shit 
on ESPN when um when Ariel Hawani left uh and then you know another guy came in and they hated the new host so they were just disliking it and you know some of it yeah okay I understand you're you know you're kind of letting people know you know with your likes and dislikes and your comments that you're not happy with the change but sometimes people get a little crazy too right and they just start joining in on the bash to join in on the bash so I mean I like part of it I get but I mean honestly I, I, I don't think it's going to do what they want it to do unless what they want to do is make more money and they're just not flat out telling people this and are using it as a scapegoat to say like, hey, we're protecting our content creators, which is probably more so. I think so. that's probably, I think it's probably what it probably is. more so. I think maybe yeah. some of it comes from a good place, you know, because as a content creator, like getting your shit bombed, is probably not a good feeling, um, at least publicly. Like, I, you know, if somebody fucking did that shit to all my content and I only had to see it, it wouldn't be as bad as everybody else seeing it because people in the comment sections will let you know too. Like, yeah, this thing's getting fucked. Like, yeah, mm. you're, you know what I mean? They'll kind of get into it. So I think it's probably a little bit of both, but yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't care one way or another. Like, it's, it's it really interesting my experience on YouTube to, yeah. to not see a dislike bar. I don't really care. It's like, really interesting because content creators already have the ability to disable the like dislike bar. Yeah, but when you do that, it's then you're it's like you're hiding something, right? Um, and you know the viewer the viewer picks up on that very quickly, and they'll like even people that aren't even interested, like that don't care about dislikes or likes, they will they will flat out tell you like why aren't why yeah. don't you have this shit oh, yeah. on, right? So I think it's it's best that if they do it, they don't leave it up to the to the to the user. I think they either do it or they don't do it uh, because at least now. The user can say, I can't I can't turn it on even if I wanted to, guys. This is a YouTube thing. It just makes it a little easier. I do think, uh, like I was going to mention this, and uh, Kinu and chat mentioned this uh, just uh, a couple of seconds ago here. I do think that this is largely, and you touched on it as well, It's this is almost guaranteed to be they got pressure from uh, corporate side where, you know, you get, because if you think about it, uh, YouTube is a pretty big place for things like trailer releases for movies, uh, games, TV shows, all, all sorts of media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if there's one thing that we've seen a lot of recently, it's that, uh, people, uh, companies have felt the need to pivot their product because they put a trailer out and the shit gets fucking bombed into the dirt. Usually, I mean, yeah. yes, there's a lot of bandwagoning. Because it gets fun, you know, people find it fun after a while to join on the on the dislike train. But let's not pretend that, like, the first Sonic trailer that came out didn't deserve to get fucking yeeted into the sun. And then we quite literally got a totally different movie on the other side that was the only reason that it is now going to get a sequel and has become a legitimate property people looked at and go, you know what, that movie was actually pretty good. Because if we got what had just come out fucking in that first trailer, it would have been dead on arrival, no question. Uh, but then you have other seri- uh, situations like YouTube's own fucking YouTube Rewind, where it's like the most disliked video in the history of the website when they did their last one, and now they're just not doing rewinds at all. And so I think this is a little bit more of like when they're talking about c- protecting the content creator, I think this is more protecting the fucking movie studios and game studios that are releasing trailers that get uh, bombed because they're doing really stupid shit. Like somebody else mentioned when Nintendo came out with their expansion pack stuff and it got one of the few things nintendo ever put out that got a lot of dislikes was this expansion pack thing 
and it's because it was predatory, shitty, anti-consumer Nintendo bullshit, and people finally hit a breaking point with Nintendo. It only took fucking 15 years, and they finally got there, and they showed it on this video, and obviously for a company, they're not gonna want to have that if they can get away with it, and so I'm sure YouTube's been hearing it for more than a while now from companies, major corporations. Look, you know, when we disable it, like you mentioned, which is a very good point, when we disable it, we catch fire. Oh yeah. For this shit. Rightfully so. so. So why don't we, so why don't you just get rid of the dislike altogether, leave the likes, spin it for positive, and YouTube's like, all right, you, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I, I think that this change probably does more good than bad. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I know everybody hates change and, like, removing such a feature that's in your face on such a huge platform like YouTube is like a shock to everybody's systems. Well, it's like when they got rid of the five-star rating. Remember what exactly. that was like? Yeah. Exactly, right? So everybody's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's the same thing on Twitter. If Twitter, you know, removed the like button or added a dislike button, right? Everybody would fucking lose their goddamn mind. I think that this play, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's it's like, is it necessary? No. But I think in the the grand scale of it, it... it probably does a little bit more good than bad especially if it generates more money it makes it so that people you know are not feeling a certain way about wanting to post on youtube and being judged so critically um and you know the yeah the the review bombing and and all this other stuff i i i i think that's probably probably has something to do with it i would imagine it's not necessarily just about protecting Probably about money and a little bit of protecting, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not one of those guys that's like taking out his pitchfork and getting angry about it. I mean, oh, I don't think I, my biggest, my biggest um, point, my biggest contention point with it was how they were framing it because I don't believe for a second that they're doing this to protect fucking content. If that was the case, then they wouldn't be showing it even to them. They they yeah. would just say, "Look, your video got this many likes. You can gauge based on how many likes you have whether or not your video is doing well." Like, the, the dislike button, if they really thought it was damaging to a content creator, wouldn't yep. show it even to the content creator. Yep. Um, I, I, so, that was that's my major thing with it. People will adapt. Uh, you know, somebody jokingly put on Twitter, it's like what they do on Twitter, use use this post as your dislike button, like this, so they just like, like all that, so that's the dislike button. Now, unfortunately, YouTube, you can delete comments, so they can curate, you know, and that's kind of the thing that I also was a little, it's a little shitty is that when it does come to the corporate stuff, like trailers and whatnot, they can curate comments. They can just delete shit that they don't think, they, they don't want people to be seeing, you know, negative reaction to. And they got rid of the one thing that they couldn't without disabling it. And like you said again, you disable it, you're in trouble. So this is like the ultimate control where it's like, everyone loves our shit! <laughs> and that's just the, the, the negative. There is positives, absolutely. It's just the kind good of news like is, that, that one when thing. When it comes to trailers and games and stuff, there are so many channels out there of people that are reviewing these things and doing trailer reactions and different things yeah. like that. Like you can go out and get your your fix on what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It is kind of nice to go in and 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 see a piece of content without being persuaded in any way, shape, or form before you go in. And yeah, no matter, I always try to like not see. But it's hard. It's hard. It's hard not, not to, to do that, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you kind of look at that first comment. You look at the like-dislike ratio, and then you kind of set your expectation going into the media yeah. before you even get in there. And it's kind of not fair 
to the to to the to the creator and to the the person that's consuming it but i also understand it is a social media platform mm. you're putting yourself out there people are going to speak their mind so like you know it it works both ways a little, give and, little give and take, a little give and take. Yeah. Mass Effect's N7 day this year was mostly an uneventful one until Bioware posted a, uh, it's a poster, really, uh, of sorts, teasing the next phase of Mass Effect. People have been pixel-peeping the shit out of that poster to try and see what they can figure out. Uh, it looks like Geth, at the very least, are back on the menu, boys. So there was a very, like, it's a top-down thing that looks like a moon. There's a crater. There's obviously, like, a... Uh, you got your rover that's down there, and then several characters. And people are like, fucking, ENHANCE! ENHANCE! Trying to figure out what fucking characters could they possibly be. One is definitely the outline of a Geth. There's a, there's a Krogan for sure in there and whatnot. So, we already know as well that this is very likely going to be bringing back Commander Shepard. Uh, uh, since, you know, uh, the, the last outing with Mass Effect didn't do so hot not bringing Shepard back in some way. Um, although that wasn't necessarily the main reason why Andromeda was a swing and a miss. Uh, so that's got lots of people excited for it. Namo is excited for Mass Effect, uh, you know, with the hopes that they can bring back the glory, because it's one of my favorite series. Shit's, shit's real good. Uh, just maybe not Andromeda. Uh, Lies of P, which is still one of the worst names in the history of gaming, Mr. Black, if I'm, if I'm gonna be honest. We got a gameplay trailer. We're not going to watch it today, but there's one that exists. Uh, it's out there now. We get to see it. We already knew that it was looking very Souls-like. Well, this confirms that it is... It is Pinocchio, Dark Souls, Lies of P. I cannot say that name without laughing on the inside. It's either going to be brilliant because it's so stupid you'll never forget it, or people will just laugh at the fucking title for the rest of time, one way or the other. Lies... Oh, uh, no, not Liza... No, not, not like Liza Minnelli. Lies of P. God, who fucking greenlit that name? Why would you ever let that fucking name go? Either way, it's out there. Go check it out. But, uh, you know, pro tip. Looks like Dark Souls. Uh, it's not gaming news, Mr. Black, but I have to mention this. I don't know if you heard about this yet. Okay. But Arby's? They don't just got the meats anymore. Arby's is making 80 proof curly fry vodka and crinkle fry vodka. Okay. Has how how's that sound to you? You want you thinking to yourself, you know what I can go for today? Some curly fry flavored vodka. Nah, you know what? I'm gonna pass on that. I'm gonna <laughs> pass on that, you know. <laughs> Never been are you a sure? Because you are Arby's a gin, fan. you are a gin guy, and this is I'm technically gin, gin I suppose. I like, I like gin and vodka, but yeah, I ain't drinking eighty proof. The fuck is this? I'm not sixteen years old looking to get <laughs> fucking bl go blind. I mean, it's like forty percent. That's pretty standard for for vodka, I suppose. Is that what that is? Is that what it is? Yeah, 40%? it's forty. Double double it for the proof. So it's oh, okay, pretty okay. pretty standard well, then that's fare. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, you're you're fucking with forty percent. All right, I fucks with forty percent. But do you fucks with curly fry flavored vodka? You know what, man? I'll try it out just just because. I'll grab a bottle and I'll I'll give it my honest opinion. <laughs> it, it does sound like something, and maybe that's the ploy. It's so fucking crazy that you have to try it, like at the very least, just to yeah. say that you've given it a rip. Why not? Uh, uh, because I don't think no matter how hard you try to imagine what curly fry flavored vodka tastes like, I don't think your brain can possibly piece it together. 
I think that's one that you've got to get your hands on and try it yourself. Brown goose. <laughs> no. Brown, brown goose. Brown goose is up there with lies of P for terrible naming you know, schemes. Uh, <laughs> sorry to say, and uh, not that it should be surprising, but Valve, Mr. Black has delayed your much-awaited Steam Deck for two months. Mm. It's been pushed back mm. into February. It's not surprising. Parts are, like, impossible to come by these days. I suspect that's the, uh, a good chunk of it. Maybe some software stuff to buff out as well. Lots of people were excited to get their hands on that for Christmas time, but that's not gonna happen. You're now getting pushed into February. But that's okay. That's all right. <clears throat> uh, oh, it's that time, Mr. Black! Oh, it's boy. time to check <laughs> in on Star Citizen. Let's see how we're doing. Let's see how old Robert Space Industries is doing. It's been a while since we checked. It's gotta be at least six months, right? Like, we haven't checked in this bitch for six months. So let's give it a look-see. So the total funds raised, drum roll, ladies and gentlemen, for Star Citizen up to this point is... <clears throat> I feel poor just reading this number, by the way. 397,170,232 of the finest American dollars, Mr. Black. Bro, we are getting close to half a billion <laughs> dollars. Dude, these guys are making... <laughs> every day, these guys are pulling in like one hundred and fifty to $200,000 a day. Every That's a day. slow day. That is a slow day. Uh, I don't know what happened back in May. I don't know but if they had like a new ship launch. Shit. Like I don't know if like a new ship launched or what it was. Uh, but May was a big month. May May was a thirteen and a half mil month. Um, These guys, dude. Otherwise, is... the lowest since April, the lowest number since April was two point two mil, and that was July. Dude, they stopped doing stretch goals at sixty-five million. <laughs> the next stretch goal is literally the moon, Mister Black. They're just gonna—they're gonna set up the entire operation on the moon and finish the game from a lunar base. Three hundred and ninety-seven million dollars. Now, to put this into perspective, once again. Destiny's 10-year plan, including, including marketing, was $500 million. And that spans multiple games. With multiple campaign runs. We haven't even hit a partial release of this bitch. Oh, we're never getting it. Of one game. We're never getting it, dude. And we're just shy of $400 million. Yeah, man. These guys are going to get half a billion dollars next year. <laughs> going to hit half a bill. Bro, you know what we need to do next year? We need to get some party poppers, and then the moment that they pass the 500 mil, we're going to pop some party poppers. Dude, I'm going to pop champagne. I'm going to go buy a $300 <laughs> bottle of champagne and pop a I'm gonna buy. I'm going to buy one of those Arby's Curly Fry Vodkas. I'm going to pop one of those. That is insane, dude. That is so insane. <laughs> Good on them. I money. can't I can't believe it. It's just crazy. Absolutely fucking mad. Like uh, Yeah, bro. I'm, I I just I, like uh, I don't get it. it. I just don't get it. But here I we are. I don't get it either. At but. this point I'm along for the ride. 
I just oh, yeah. want to know. I, I I just want to know how where all this ends. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the thing. Why would you ever end this? Ever. <laughs> Keep it going in perpetuity. Yes. Yes. This has been going on for like ten years. <sighs> oh my sweet lord! All right. Xbox PC app changes are coming up with lots to look forward to. So this is, of course, in light of Game Pass hitting the PC and lots more cross capabilities between the PC and the Xbox. Uh, And the Windows Store sucks dick. It just blows. It's a terrible app. Uh, You everything installs as a Windows app. So it's in an encrypted folder. You have no access to any of your files. If there's any partial downloads or partial installs you can't even delete them so people can just lose like a hundred gigs worth of fucking hard drive space and there's almost nothing they can do about it uh at least not without some serious know-how uh and so they're adding a couple of other things in here though easier to find upcoming games which is relatively important if they want to make any money more reliable downloads also a good idea faster downloads as well Select install folder. You can't do that yet, but you'll be able to finally select the install folder that you want to install your games into. As well as access to local files for modding, which is a really big one. And I suspect the big push for this was when they bought out ZeniMax and they had Bethesda. Now they have all of their games. Uh, people want to be able to mod Skyrim because that's all there is to do with Skyrim now is mod Skyrim. So they want to be able to do that. They can't do that right now. They have to use the Steam version. Because you don't have access to any of the files on the Windows Store versions. So, uh, this is all stuff coming up. And of course, they're also going to add the cloud gaming uh, tab to it since they have the xCloud that's now kind of getting up, ramping up into full swing uh, for people to also use that on their phones, etc., etc. So, uh, that those are all good changes. I think the one that people are most excited for to be able to choose their fucking install folder and have access to the local files. Uh, and not just for modding, but, you know, even things like how many times have... Have I played a video game on the PC where the game is broken and all you had to do was go into like an INI file in the fucking folder and change like one setting in the INI and the game works? You couldn't do that shit with the fucking Xbox store. You were just fucked. If the game was if the game was broken, you were done. It. You were it. searching online, you're like, oh, with the Steam version, you just go in here and then you're like, oh, well, womp womp, I'm stuck with the fucking Xbox app and I can't do any of this shit. So uh, that's a, a big dub. And to wrap up the gaming segment, just to make us feel young, Mr. Black, 17 years ago, we got Halo 2. Mm. 10 years ago today, we got Skyrim, Speak of the Devil. Mm. That was 11, 11, 2011. Damn. And 12 years ago, we got Modern Warfare 2. Wow. Where did the time go? Those were all banger <laughs> years. Halo 2, Skyrim, and Modern Warfare 2. You know, I still feel like Modern Warfare 2 is the peak of Call of Duty, and I'm never, I've never been really a zombies guy, so I, but I assume that if you took Modern Warfare 2 and added zombies, you'd have, like, that's the Voltron of, uh, uh, of Call of Duty. That would be peak Call of Duty. Uh, because I haven't played a Call of Duty since then that I've liked as much or more than Modern Warfare 2. It's kind of where it all fucking, some people say Black Ops 2 was peak Call of Duty, but I'm firmly in the Modern Warfare 2 uh camp personally you were pretty big on black ops too you even got the fucking like you got, got like everything. the night vision goggles the rover all. thing you you had, you all. went all out i think modern warfare 2 is the best as well mm. I'm, I'm in that camp so uh, you know what i remember i remember one mr black going to the the black ops midnight release with mm. his jvc camera 
and recording very early YouTube footage. <laughs> yes. How do you get that YouTube footage of people standing in line at Best Buy? <laughs> and I had to interview yes. the only girl in the line. Yes, it was so awkward and so grainy and fucking terrible. And oh my God, I'd go back to it in a second. Jesus Christ. What a, yes, what sir. A, what yes, a fucking, sir. what a Those time. Those were the glory days of YouTube, man. Those were the days where you just... You just made content to make content. There was no expectation, no nothing. Just excited to put some shit out there on the internet. Creators weren't using, like, red fucking cameras. Yeah. You know, $75,000 fucking yeah. cameras to, like, shoot a review of a phone. A fucking IMAX camera and three people <laughs> holding it to, like, get a fucking 8K fucking YouTube video. <laughs> we no. gotta shoot our podcast in 8K. Crazy, man. Nobody Crazy. will watch it otherwise. Times have changed. Oh my good god. But yeah, there you go. What a time. Well, you know what hasn't changed? That it's time to sell out Mr. Black. What do you got Patreon. for us this Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there right now and throw your wallet at the screen. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay. Head on over to YouTube. Hit the like button since the dislike button may not exist by the time <laughs> you see this. Um, leave a comment for the algorithm. And tell a friend, share it, check out the Clips channel, do all those things. You can also go over to our sponsors, Elgato. If you guys don't already have the face cam, which is their new webcam, I'm using it right now, and I'm using their light, uh, you can go pick that up. Link is in the description below. It's almost the holiday season. I know I've been trying hard not to talk about Christmas, but we're, you know, as we're getting there, if you guys are thinking about some good Christmas gifts, Hitting up Elgato for a loved one or a friend, family member, whatever the case may be. You can't go wrong with getting them a piece of uh, hardware, whether it's a stream deck, a face cam, a, a lighting, whatever it is. I'm sure they got something there that they could use. And you can also pick yourself up uh, a NordVPN. They're, we've got a new deal going on right now. So they got a cyber deal happening for the holiday season. So make sure to go over there for a huge discount. When you use the promo code OTT and... You get a bonus month, I do believe, as well. So make sure you head on over there. Show some love. Get those dang subscriptions. It's the end of the year. It's time. It's time to rise up and and uh, and and get those uh, subscriptions when you use that promo code OTT. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. Watch different regions of Netflix at the click of a button. Uh, all that fun stuff when you grab a NordVPN. And that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Fantastic, which means it's time to move on to movies and TV. Well, now that we've rest assured, been informed as many times as humanly possible by Dwayne The Rock Johnson that the beef between him and Vin Diesel is done and dusted, and he likes to remind us once every 72 hours these days, Vin Diesel has posted on his social media, out to The Rock. Mm. He said, Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> what? Vin, what are you saying, Vin? Vin, get off the Arby's vodka. <laughs> the Rock probably read that last line and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Rise up to the occasion and fulfill your destiny? The fuck is this? Damn. He probably, he might have had him up until that last line. And then he was like, oh, this just got weird now. 
What was what sounds is... like? Sounds like they plan in these last these last Fast and the Furious movies, and uh, they realize you know the, I didn't even see the last one. That that's like I, that's how like uninterested I was. Of the, I saw it. Of the... It was actually quite good. Uh, like I, okay. it was actually really it was actually quite good. Uh, I liked it more than the one the one uh, previous. Not that okay. they've been. I mean they've all been like popcorn movies, but the last one was pretty good. It was right, fan yeah. servicey. It's very fan servicey. Yeah, I didn't see it. One of these days, I'm just gonna like uh, I'll watch it. But uh, I just I don't know, man. I just haven't I haven't found it exciting. Um, you know, if the rocks in it, I'm probably more likely to see it. Honestly, um, just because Gidofi's in it. You know what's also gonna be in it? His fucking mana and oh. his and his fucking uh, and his tequila. That'll be part of the deal. <laughs> the rock, the rock, be like, you know what? I'll come back and fulfill my destiny if everybody's filling their cups at the family dinner table with my vodka. <laughs> it's not Corona be- anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. It's gonna be Terra Terramana tequila, and 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 uh, and you're also gonna be sipping on some of that fucking uh, Zoa uh, energy tea or whatever the hell this shit's called. <laughs> That's what's gonna be in there, and I want a two minute dialogue uh, about the product. <laughs> Just a just a complete fourth wall ad break where it's just Dwayne the Rock Johnson giving yep. you a, a a monologue on his products. Yep. So yeah, so Vin Diesel out there trying to get the Rock back. I don't <laughs> think it's gonna work. I think Vin Diesel's doing this to let fans know that he's tried publicly, and then you know they can't say anything else. It's an interesting way to try the fulfilling your destiny part. Probably could have been yeah, left out, but could have left that out there. If there's any if there's any question as to whether or not there's a publicist uh, pre-reading Vin Diesel's uh, social media before he posts it, this tells you no. That man is in full faculty control of all of his social media accounts because somebody would have been like Vin. Bro, we got to leave the end that of that ain't out. It. I got to take a we piss gotta... real quick, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, oh, I can't say this one, though, before he comes back. And so I'll just talk about uh, what I've been watching here in the last... Uh, the last week, uh, which last night, I hadn't watched any of it up to uh, up to this point, but Em and I were so bored trying to figure out what to watch. We watched some of that Jeffrey Epstein Netflix special that's like based on the book. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book or whatever. Uh, like, I only knew peripherally, you know, the jokes about, about Epstein and all this shit. And, you know, I knew about, you know, loosely the whole idea. But getting even more information on it. Oh, my God. He needed to get off of the Arby's vodka. And several other things. So that's been kind of an interesting experience. And also, uh, we watched, um, in the last while, we watched, uh, more of that really weird show. What is it called? Um, it's like the dating show where they all dress up or they get, they all get like costumes on like beasts or whatever, sexy beasts. Don't watch that show. I've done it for you. You don't need to watch it. All right, welcome I'm back. Bla- w- welcome back. I just quickly went over you know the scant stuff that Em and I have been watching, which has been nothing exciting. Okay. Uh, it's the like, uh, you know, the sexy beast show. Uh, don't watch that. And uh, and then uh, last night we watched a few episodes of that Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary mm. on Netflix, and that's been uh, yeah. You know, I like I was saying, I already knew like I just knew like. The surface details. Yeah, I watched that a while ago. Yeah, because it's been out for a while, I, and I've, I've, I've I've scrolled past it like several times. Last night we finally had so little to watch that I was like, you know what? Let's check this out. And uh, that's fucked up. Very fucked in up. more ways than one. 
Yep. You know what else was fucked up? Somebody decided to let Patty Jenkins direct Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Mr. Black. And that was a poor choice for a number of reasons, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, despite the fact that that movie was... Uh, supposed to enter into production in 2022, they have now removed it from the production schedule, uh, indefinitely postponing it, uh, because Patty Jenkins is too busy ruining other movies. <laughs> there you go. I'm Good sorry bro. I had to go so hard on Patty Jenkins, but yeah. let's be real. Uh, listen, I don't really like Patty Jenkins, and I really don't like Star Wars at this point, so I mean, at this point... <laughs> I don't give a fuck about either of these. So two what you're entities. saying it's a good thing is they're getting rid of the dislike button on YouTube because you'd already be there slamming that dislike button on every you know, video. As a as a creator, I basically never hit dislike like ever. I don't <laughs> yeah, know in the last time I, I ever hit. I either dislike like button. or don't do anything. That's it. Basically, That's yeah, it, man, I just don't hit the dislike button. But <laughs> but she is the I one mean, that made Wonder Woman. Yes, I can I can make an exception if, if it's <laughs> for, a, Patty for Patty Jenkins. I can make an exception. So if there's a dislike button right now for this, I would hit the shit out of it. There, there's two movie directors right now off the top of my head that I can think of that I'd probably go out of my way to dislike something on uh, until proven otherwise. One would be Patty Jenkins. Kathleen and, Kennedy. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy yeah, well, Kathleen Kennedy gets disliked no matter what. That's a, that's yeah. a given. Uh, but uh, Uwe Boll, who's the guy that did all the old video game movies and ruined like a million intellectual properties chance at actually ever getting a legitimate movie ever again that guy thankfully he retired he got trolled he got he got didn't get trolled he got rightfully flamed for like a decade until he finally said fuck all you guys i'm going home i made my money i'm out of here and that's all i had in movies and tv is there anything else that happened there ain't shit happening right now, man. It's kind I, of a what, slow, we, a oh, slow, saw, uh, slow time. I went and saw Eternals. Oh, right. I've heard this is the most mixed and honestly leading towards negative reception, I think, of any Marvel movie in recent memory. So how did you feel about Eternals? Well, I went in with almost zero expectations because of the reviews. Right. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. So it didn't blow your it, hair. It didn't blow your hair back, but it was you know it was acceptable. It was acceptable. I mean, um, I I liked that they did something different. Um, jeez, I know, I know, I, jeez, I don't know where to begin. Um, oh, oh, there's a lot going I don't, on. Yeah, because I don't want to spoil anything. It's very yeah. different than any other Marvel movie, uh, which was nice to see. Um, Let me ask you this. People have been comparing it and some of its issues to uh, when DC tried to rush to get the Justice League together where nobody had individual movies and there were so many characters that they couldn't be given enough screen time for you to either give a shit or really understand the characters and why they would be involved in something like this. Did did you find that that was kind of a similar issue? A little bit. There's just so many characters, man. And, um, And the story is just so... It's so big that, like, and things are so powerful that it starts to be just come ridiculous. But um, because my expectations were low, I left feeling satisfied enough uh, that, you know, if they never made another one again, I wouldn't care, right? Like, if they didn't make another Dune, I'd be, I'd have pitchforks out. <laughs> but with Eternals, like, I, I, I never have to see that, that stuff again. Um, I'll never watch the movie again, ever. It's definitely not a rewatchable movie. 
but it was different enough. It was beautifully shot. It looked gorgeous. It didn't look like a Marvel film at all. Um, there were a couple of really cool characters for sure, and there were a couple. There was quite a few throwaway characters. Um, but Shang Chi was ten times the movie this was. Like just were, in terms were there of any enjoyment? Were there any standout performances? Because there's a quite a deep cast there. So were there any like what, who was the low spot and who was the high spot? Mm, the lowest spot would be. Um, Um, I think the low spot is is more so the villain in this movie um, than anything because the villain is. I don't want to say anything. It's not your stand. It's not like a standard baddie. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of baddies. Um, but there is kind of one big baddie, and I thought that that was probably the weakest part because that that and that part felt the most Marvel. Like the 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 enemies felt very Marvel, but everything else around it didn't. Um, but there were some really good, like there were some good characters, like uh, several of them. Uh, Angelina Jolie's character uh, was interesting. Um, the There's the, um, you know, they, 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 all, they all play a really unique part in this group uh, of Eternals. Um, I enjoyed the mythology of the characters in terms of like, how they became who they are and um, sort of the, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, it, it was, it was different. It wasn't your standard, Hey, I rolled into radioactive waste and now I can do this. <laughs> this was much more uh, bigger. This is like my, this is like, um, th- this movie was kind of like more of a snotty stuck up Marvel movie that really didn't go the whole way. And kind of left like 30% of it feeling like Marvel. And then the rest of it that you're on board with, just because of that, it was confused. It just felt So it wasn't off. the formulaic. Oh, nowhere's near. The The formula is completely flipped all around here. Like, like people die in this movie. Like, uh, like in most Marvel movies, like, people don't die. You know, they're, they're, this is like almost kind of Game of Thrones-y. Like... They, they do shit. There's sex in this movie. I, ironically, like, there's legit. a man from Game of Thrones in the movie. Incredible. And and one of the girls is is her name Cersei. You know? Um <laughs> like one of the Eternals. That's so, kind of funny. That's yeah. kind of funny. Um there is actually a, a funny Game of Thrones reference that do they, they do. Do they do it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that they do that. Yeah. That's good. They, That's they good. Kinda, yeah. They kinda they kinda do. Um how would the yeah. uh, how would the actors play off one another? Because that was quite a mix of people. Were there any kind of like yeah. awkward? Because not everyone can always act act you know together. But no, it was, was it good. Just, uh, everything felt everything felt good and felt felt natural. Not, not nobody felt out of place. I think everybody did good. It's just there's so many different stories. There's a lot of flashbacks and time jumps and um, stuff. So there's a lot going on, and the the story is so big. Mm. on scale that it almost makes the Avengers and the heroes that you already are in love with feel so small and almost like, um, like, Oh, I don't want to say like they're useless, but like they're so small in the grand scale of things Yeah, yeah. that it, it, in this movie, the, the ideas and the concepts were so big that it almost diminished everything that came before it. It almost 
It it almost well, it's made like it classic all the comic states. book power creeping and shit. Yeah, like, but I mean, this is starting to get to a whole nother fucking level. I mean, this is like some 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 next level shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. That's that's what I can say. If I had to give it a rating out of out of out of ten, it'd be a seven. You know, like uh, good time, some good action scenes. Movie was a little bit too long, but I was enjoying the mythology, so I didn't care too too much. I was where's excited. that where's that slot in in your in your Marvel? What's 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 right above it and what's kind of right below it? And or do you even have a place for it in your, uh, in your yeah, pantheon? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's not it's 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 not even in the top ten. But, okay, uh, I I like it more than Ant Man. Um, I like it more than the Ant Man's. Um, although the Ant Man's is like a fun, like a more fun yeah, time. Yeah, uh, of but course. This yeah. is more serious. Like this is like fucking like a real sci-fi. This felt like a sci-fi film with superheroes. It kind of gave me even... Watchmen vibes, like the the nah. way that it was like. Uh, nah. uh Nah, not in terms like just like the the uh because no like I, I mean in terms of sci like aesthetically and sci-fi ish in yeah, nature yeah no it's it's it, it it was more of um it was more of chronicles um and like uh like chronicles of riddick no like there's a movie called chronicles oh is there uh, oh, okay yeah it's like a superhero movie okay um, it kind of had that that kind of feel to it um it it also kind of it also kind of had a a feel of like of like Troy, you know, where where it was like um because there was some big because there's a time jump so there was some big uh, uh, uh battles and and different uh, things that were going on and aesthetically like uh, cinematography wise. It, a lot of the shots were really big, so really so wide, sweeping. really wide sweeping with really beautiful backgrounds and large, bigger than life uh, shit. Um, they did a really good job with scale, not as good as Dune, but like not not bad. So I, I I appreciated that. It just it wasn't like your regular Marvel where cameras are up close all the time and you know. It's, it's like very super this is like cameras are back further you get a lot more people on a shot you're seeing much more of the surroundings it, it felt it, it just felt a little bit i don't know uh more sci-fi more sci-fi that's that's literally it more sci-fi um, uh so i i i would recommend people to watch it at home so when it goes on disney plus definitely worth a watch if you're a diehard marvel's fan like die die hard go see it in theaters like go support it go go see it if you're one of those like ah whatever i'm not really you know i'm not chomping at the bit just wait just fucking wait to see it and if you're if you really are not into uh, into comic book movies and you only ever see like one or two skip this one altogether. yeah yeah um oh you know what you know you know what i did watch that that you'd be interested in? we we finally watched glass so that was the oh. third. We watched all three now. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. James was who was it that did James Mac James McAvoy? Yep. Yeah, I mean he's he's for me the reason to watch those movies. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Um, he carried the fuck out of all of those movies for me. Um, that was yeah, it was it was really well done. I think the second one, which is I think a split, is the second one. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, was, I think my favorite, mostly because it was centered around 
Michael, uh, or not Michael, sorry, James' character. Mm-hmm. Or characters, I suppose you should, you should say. Uh, and, uh, um, so, yeah, uh, I think that was definitely, because the third one, the third one, I was a little bit too predictable. I already knew where they were going when they brought in, uh, that chick. You knew that she was, she, you knew that she knew that they were legitimately super, superhuman. Yeah. And that she was gaming the system. Yeah. I like I like that was already uh, so I was just watching it to enjoy James doing all of these characters so fucking well. It's not very often that you get to see an actor or actress get slotted into a role where they can hop between five different characters with wildly different personalities, body postures, mannerisms, the whole nine yards, and do that all within one scene and watch them crush it so fucking yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, that was like I uh, you know I was. I always knew he was a good actor, but like this was like some crazy. This this blew my mind that he did it so well. Um, and and I knew that he was already going to be good after watching Split. But then in this one, especially towards the end, and not you know I don't I don't even though it's old, I don't want to spoil it for people that might watch because you should watch the series. Um, he like he gets to go through all of them even faster. Oh, he went all in. Yeah, he went all in. And yeah. just oh my god, dude, that was some acting. Yeah, it was that good. was some acting. The director in the background was probably like masturbating in real time, watching this. They were like, "This is my, you know, fucking M Night Shyamalan in the background, going, ah, yes, James, do Put it, James. Put me back on the map, James. Put me back <laughs> on the map, God. I, I need some help, James. So that was, uh, yeah, uh, we we really enjoyed it. Thought that was great, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, appreciated uh, that a lot. And, and again, at least for me, it was a little bit of a re- redemption arc for uh, M. Night Shyamalan because Lord knows that poor fucking man needed it uh, after he sent it into the sun. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was, and that was, that was it. I just forgot and remembered right then since we were talking about all the superhero stuff. And now that means it's time to move on to... Tech support. Patreon.com slash light TV if you want to financially support this podcast, which you absolutely should. You should go and do that. $10 or more a month gets you a couple of perks, one of which being uh, the ability to ask us questions each and every week on a post I put up over the podcast called Tech Support, where you answer as many of those as we can with the time we have. So let's check this out. Mmm. Super Kami Guru asks, what was the most annoying NPC you ever met in a game? Also the fairy from Legend of Zelda doesn't count. Okay, so he's was, already got rid of Navi. About, I was about uh, to say that. He sees into your mind. Listen. Coincidentally, uh, uh, another character from the same series is also really bad. Tingle, that like the the dude who's a he's like a grown ass man dressed up like uh, like a fairy child because uh, he like he wants to be or thinks he's a fairy child. He's probably the creepiest character in any Nintendo game, uh, but also incredibly annoying. That's that's definitely up there. And then. In Oblivion, there was the super fan or whatever. I don't know if you uh, played enough Oblivion to remember it, but there was a super fan when you were doing the, um, I think it was you, you, you run into them when you're doing, um, the gladi- you know, the gladiator arena thing, mm. uh, and they become a fan of yours, and you can eventually get them to follow you around and carry all of your shit, but the character is so, oh my fucking god, the character is crazy annoying. So I would say Tingle and the, uh, the super fan from Oblivion are, uh, are up there for me. Um, an NPC that is annoying. Yeah, that's a tough one because Zelda, the Zelda one just 
pops out immediately because that's shit, like every that's like everyone's like first just like hey listen yeah every like three non-stop. seconds stop it's non-stop um jeez man i'm trying to think of like some other ones that are really oh my god Grand Theft Auto 4, Nico's cousin, what's his name, fucking calling you up at the end. When you're in the end game, he calls you up every four minutes to ask you to go bowling. Hey, Nico, cousin, let's go bowling. It's like every four friggin' minutes. You tell him, no, shut the fuck, no, stop. And then like four minutes later, he calls, hey, Nico, cousin, let's go bowling. Is that, that's up there for sure uh, as well. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of cheat a little bit. <clears throat> all right what do you got mine, mine is the announcer in starcraft you know like listening to like we require more <laughs> minerals we require more minerals more minerals we require more vespane gas dan, 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 dan. like it's just the same shit Con- the same shit over and over yeah it's just non-stop right it's a bit bit of a cheat but i can't really think of many npcs that i uh you know that annoy me but you know those noises do kind of go through me after a while that's true you hear them over and over again uh shady has returned she has a question uh have you guys ever experienced fans who have over-the-top parasocial relationships with you as streamers did anyone slide into the dms and just didn't get the hint yes (laughs) at least a few yeah Uh, it's 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 happened it's happened to me as well i i i'm gonna opt to not I'm not going to talk in depth about it. Yeah, because, you know, it is what it is. But uh, there's been there's been two there. There has been two um, for sure. Uh, Every everybody else, for the most part, like, yeah, there are some people that like kind of get a little bit too friendly, you know, kind of like want to take up a bunch of my time and stuff. Mm. And that's you know, that's like I don't get upset about that. Like, I understand. Yeah. Um, But. You know, there, there, there has been a few over the years that have gone, have gone a little bit, you know, beyond your standard. Hey, I'm a <laughs> yeah. fan. Yeah, there's been, there's been a few. Like it, it, what tends to sometimes happen is you'll get um, people that show up for a while, and you've interacted them with them in chat a few times. Just, and by that I mean acknowledge their existence um and then they start they, they take that as like the the open door to start you know private messaging you and, and assuming that you're going to respond like yeah. you like you know each other or some shit and you just don't like they know more about you than you know about them and there's there's nothing more and like the shitty thing is like of all the times it's happened over the years the shittiest part is when you sometimes invariably have to like mention it you have to be like look this is you have to lay it out and that's just crazy fucking awkward because if you don't if you don't lay it out then it it, it, it like it's one of those things you unfortunately can't ignore because it never goes away and then sometimes it gets worse and so you have to like take that step and it's it's kind of kind of awkward but the answer is yes absolutely uh has happened on more than uh, a couple of uh of occasions um and I would say, just before moving on, I would say that happens to, to streamers like Jeff and I uh, more because we don't really have personas. If a streamer doesn't have, uh, or if a streamer has more of a persona or whatnot, they're putting on a character more often, 
there might be some parasocial relationship stuff going on there, but with us, where we're pretty much just ourselves on stream the majority of the time, not hiding a hell of a lot, uh, people definitely feel like they know you as a person more than somebody yeah. that's putting on a show more often. And uh, so sometimes it, it does, the, one of the downsides of that is that it does invite some people that feel like they know you more than they really do and, and try to start, you know, taking it further than, than they should. Um, <laughs> Danjib Dan said, still got more. All right. Console top three uh, on the lines. So you're, uh, so, oh, uh, more console top threes on the line. Next up, he said, what are your top three Xbox games, original Xbox games? Um, I, I would go with Morrowind as number one. Mm. Uh, Halo as number two. You've already got two of my three. What do you got for three? Project Gotham Racing. You got all three. <laughs> that's them. The that's only them. one that's like fighting is Project Gotham and Jet Set. Are, Radio are, Future, are yeah. the, like, could I be exchanged. I got Project Gotham just above Jet Set, man. I, I do. do too. I played a shitload of Project Gotham Racing. Me too. Me too. And it, I still miss it today. Like I like when I picked up the other Xbox to play like older games when uh, whenever you know Brian and I get together. I bought for like five bucks Project Gotham Racing two, yep. just to go back. And and play some Project Gotham Racing because as soon as Forza arrived on the scene, PGR was dead. There's yeah. there's no more PGR because Forza fills that gap. So yeah. um yeah, Project Gotham Racing. Fuck fuck me. The amount of Project Gotham I played was disgusting. But those would definitely be my three as well. Um Dr. Samurai asks, will Epic ever make an Epic deck that competes with the Steam deck? No. I don't think so. They no. still have a lot of work cut out for themselves just to breach the software side of things. Yeah, so. they've got they've got another 10 years ahead of them just to fucking get to where Steam is. Mm. You know. They got a long ways to go. Uh <laughs> Doctor, there's no question you just said uh this is a follow-up. I'm a few weeks behind on the podcast, but I want to let you guys know that I love hearing Jeff's opinion on games that he thinks are dead. Good news. There's lots of those. You'll hear more. Yep. <laughs> a lot of dead games and, out there. And you know what? There, and you know what? Some of them are about to be released, like Battlefield 2042. Dead on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to come in dead. <laughs> That's, That's one of those things you open up the door and there's a bag of shit lit on fire on your doorstep and you put your foot in it to put up the fire and then you find out it's full of shit that's battlefield 2042 is what it's looking like currently and it's going to need a miracle for sure um jorbach what's a random building or landmark that you drive by a lot and just hate what about one that you like that's an interesting question um random building or landmark like just some sort of landmark okay so uh i don't i don't think i have one let me think i know i can probably come up with i know i can probably come up with something um i de i definitely don't i i don't i don't have any place i drive by and i'm like oh i fucking hate that that landmark. <laughs> <laughs> that's true I well i'll don't. say i'll say i can say this i mean so there's and this is like super petty, but, um, so one that I really like, I guess, driving by and I do every morning 
when I pick up M from work is, because uh, I'm up early to pick up M from work or take her into work, is I get to watch the sunrise over the northwest arm every single morning, which is super fucking dope. So you're going down through the rotary, and then you got this, this inlet um, that goes all the way out that you can see uh, from the uh, the roadway, and there's uh, you know a t- there's a there's a uh, a tower from a nearby park there, and it's all kind of shaded, and you get this calm ocean water, and the sun's coming up, and every fucking morning I get to see that shit. That's pretty dope. So I like that. Uh, what I don't like is that um, some people in the area close to the arm with lots of money coming in from lord knows where have been demolishing some of the really nice older homes that were unique looking um you know down jubilee way jeff like down in that that pocket they've been demolishing like the older homes that were like unique looking and and uh and didn't look cookie cutter and literally building houses that look like shopping malls just concrete fucking like blocks with, like, zero fucking design, no nothing, and it's just, and so you see, like, these gorgeous, like, multi-million dollar homes that were built in the 60s or, or whatever, people with just boatloads of fucking money, and they're, they're amazing, they're kind of like the house, like, from Home Alone, almost, like, that style, um, you know, a little bit more elaborate, there, some of them are huge, and then you, and then you see, and so it's like all these houses, and then right in between two of them, you'll see this house that used to be one that was similar, and they demoed that shit and built like a three million dollar concrete fucking block right in the middle of these two, and it just looks hideous. It looks, stands like a sore thumb. It's fucking horrific. So it's petty as shit, but I hate that shit. It drives me nuts. And one of them, in fact, the most expensive one that just went up, when you're driving down there, that's, I don't even know if you remember this, Jeff, but you know where, like, the uh, retirement home is right on the arm at the bottom of Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a boat, like, wet dock that goes down at the end of the road. And then to the right of that is a massive property that's been there that probably was the original property that owned all the land that all these other houses were built on fucking a bajillion years ago. That big house, they tore that bitch down and they built a fucking concrete friggin' whatever the shit... And they're still building it right now. Yeah, it's a big-ass building. I think it's going to be just, like, a bunch of apartments or condos. Yeah, uh, and, and, uh, again, just stands out like a sore thumb. It just looks fucking... It's like the shit that they built in the 80s because they thought it looked, like, futuristic and cool. And then five years later, it just looks like dog shit. And you can tell immediately when a house was built in the 80s. That's exactly what these houses are. None of them are going to look good in five years. They're all going to look fucking haggard and shit and not look good. So that's, that's that's my petty landmarks i drive by but the arm the sunrise 10 out of 10 um (laughs) wow okay thought uh seth asks thoughts on the rule of half your age plus seven years when it comes to dating what is that even is that even a rule that that is that is a that is a rule yes so half your age plus dating so it'd be 24 from 24 for me roughly 25 for you would be like the floor like your entry point for if you were in the dating game well i I don't i think i think dating is is all circumstantial right so it depends on what you want in life you know if you're if you're 30 years 35 year old and you are looking to not want to have a family or something, uh, then, you know, your options are different than somebody that, you know, if you're a 
30-year-old woman and your biological clock is ticking and you want to have kids, you're probably not going to want to date a 21-year-old because they might not be ready for kids. But then again, maybe that 21-year-old is wanting to have a family. I, I don't know, right? It's all It's all circumstantial. Like I think it's supposed to be a general rule to like help like it, it it seems to get the gap in age difference, the maturity that's supposed to exist within those age ranges ranges on average. Yeah. This is like the idea of the rule. Um so yeah, like but even just, Yeah, but sometimes you just wanna, you know, some sometimes you wanna just smash something a lot a lot younger than you, you know, as long as it's legal. Uh, no, I you know, no, I fully, no, I, you know, I, I fully yeah, understand. Some, I fully yeah, understand. Yeah, there are some women out there, some cougars out there that that love a good twenty-two-year-old male. You know, yeah. in their forty, thirty-five. Yeah, you know, um, they they like they like a young buck that uh, you know, just wants to fucking get down. Um, yeah, I I, think, I would say I would hmm. say I think it, it's uh, reasonable as like a base if only because like from experience for when i was in my brief remember our, our tinder files segment that jeff wished went on for at least another six to nine you months you, yeah you, you settled down <laughs> you settled down too quick man settled, i mean you picked a good one but i mean fuck, jeff needed to live quick. vicariously through me for at least another six to nine months uh, yeah, for that man. segment yeah man uh yeah. but like even but even the ones i didn't date but were just talking to like that never led to a date the it did seem to be that for me at that point in time which i would have been uh, what 31 at the time or whatever 30 31 um there was one or two girls that were 24 which was the lowest i went and there was just too much of a of a maturity gap for me. There are some very mature, obviously, and especially girls mature faster than guys. Anyway, guys are like fucking man children until they're at least 28 years old. But the, uh, uh girls get, you know, the girls hit like usually 24 and a lot of them are just like the same at that age as they are at 30, but some of them not so much. And these were not like that at all. It was too much of a gap. Um, very hard to find any commonality like whatsoever and so i think it like it's a reasonable like guideline but i still think it's for me it was really difficult and i had to bump that number up a few and there's i mean there's four years between em and i right i'm 33 she's uh 29 and uh and there's almost there's very little gap between us but if you were to knock another couple years off of that it would suddenly get real muddy for me but like you said sometimes you know if you're not talking about relationships and you're just looking to smash and it's legal i mean lots of people guys and girls are out there just fine and and because they're they're young you know they're young guys and girls that are into older guys and girls and you just go do your thing that's it you just get her done that's it Uh, i mean just don't end up on chris hansen's program yeah don't do that i mean for for (laughs) me i mean i haven't been single in fucking forever man i forget what it feels like to even fucking engage with other females on that level (laughs) Um, you say that so bitterly too. <laughs> well, I mean a little bit. I mean a little bitter. I mean how? I mean, come on, dude. I'm a I'm a guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a guy. Like I mean, obviously, I'm very grateful and I'm and I'm I'm happy. You know, I wouldn't change it for anything. But I mean, fuck. I mean, they, there's a, the, it's the exciting liar. time I mean, in life. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're only young once, right? Like, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not 25 or 23 or 22 anymore. Um, but you know, for, for me, if I was a single guy at 34, like if I was you and, and I had my Tinder files and I just got a long-term relationship, 
Like I'm at least smashing 20 different women before I'm ever in another relationship. And I'm tasting like a little bit of everything. Uh, just, just because like, you know, think about that though, Adam, like you're in a relationship for a long time. You're in two long ass relationships. Yes. Right. And you know, you, you've only had so much experience. So you got to take the opportunity to, to, to get it all out your system. Because you know, the, I think you know, I think that's the I think that's the difference between you and I though is I didn't have a hell of a lot to get out of my system. Yeah, uh, in see, the first I, place, yeah, we're just, I guess we're just a little bit. Different, I, I'm you a know? I'm a relationship dude. I, I've got it. Like I'm not I'm not the guy that goes around fucking me too. smashing like crazy. Me too. Me too. Um, but you still get yeah. But it. we're st- like but we're like different relationship guy levels, right? Like you're you would definitely d- take a nine to twelve month hiatus and just smash until your eyes were blind. Uh, where, whereas I just can't, I can't be about that, about that life. I know yeah, you I'd wanted me to be me. that for at least six months so that you I'd, could live through it vicariously. It. I mean, I, I, I would, I would, I would be smashing my way through to find the next one. I wouldn't be going on these <laughs> dates to, to, to find somebody. If I found somebody without looking while smashing, then that's, that's when I would potentially slow down, but there's no way in hell I'd be on Tinder taking these girls out on a hundred dollar dinners, $150 dinners or going on these dates and, you know, to go have a fucking long conversation, get to get to know somebody in depth that whole time. You're like, listen, it's smash season. All right. <laughs> Let's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take you out. Like if I'm taking you out to a hundred dollar dinner, like there's a smash season happening likely at the end of this, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep it a hundred, but that's the, that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing about Tinder is you can be upfront and honest with people about it. You don't need to like pretend you don't need to take them for a ride. There's so many swipes available that you tell people your intentions. And that's probably what most people on Tinder do, right? They're probably like, Hey, I'm looking to settle down. I'm looking to, you know, do whatever I'm dating or some people say, Hey, I'm dating around. I've been dating. I've been on, I've gone on on 10 of these different, uh, 10 of these different dates in the last you know, month or whatever, right? So say you went out with a chick that went on 10 Tinder dates. You got to say she probably smashed at least three, right? So like she's she's dating around. You know, if you're, if you're a dude and you're going on 10 di- Tinder dates, you're probably, you're probably batting, you know, 500, you know, on those <laughs> if you've got some kind of game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I look at, I, I see, I never had Tinder. It's never been on my phone. I've never had the app downloaded, but I fantasized about it. I fantasized about <laughs> What I would do if I if I had Tinder. And, you know, in my heyday, I have to look. I have to look at how I was when I was a 20-year-old buck looking to get a nut. And if I if Tinder was a thing back then, see, I had to do it the old-fashioned way. I had to I had to go to the bars. I had to go to the karaoke spots. You had to rely had on to, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. I had to go on those online dating websites. There was none of this stuff. There was none of this shit, right? And I still did okay, but with with the with the Tinder man, it's like speed dating. Well, Tinder specifically, right? Like I met I met I met both of the ones I went on dates with. Actually, all three were Bumble, which is usually like girls are 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 the girls have to engage first, whereas Tinder. Tinder is definitely the smash cast. Like you want you want to, if you're oh, yeah. out there if you're out there to literally cripple some people in a Tinder's- good way. Tinder, you're going Tinder's on you're going on Tinder and you're and you're and you're and you're Tinder smashing. There's no two ways around it. There's no two ways around it. Um, I uh I'd have a hard yeah. time 
I think I'd have a hard time dating somebody that was on Tinder. That's the way I look at Tinder. I, I think I legitimately would have a hard time. That's how I felt about picking people up at a bar. <laughs> see, I, like- see, I feel much better about picking somebody up at a bar than on Tinder. Because the way, I, the way my mind works is, you know, if she or he is on Tinder, right? In my case, it would be I'm dating girls. If she's on Tinder, there are so many dudes that are swiping. And, you know, I'm, I, listen, I don't care what anybody, I don't care what any guy says, man. I just keep it 100 because I'm 34-year-old male. I'm married. I'm old. And I don't give a fuck. All right? 95% of guys, they want to go on Tinder and they want to smash. But they don't like the idea of finding your spouse or your 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 long love interest on Tinder because they also know that they're smashing. Dudes want to be able to go out there and do what the fuck they want to do, but they don't like the idea of a female doing that. They just don't. It's I don't know why it is. It's how guys are. You know, it's just the way it is. So for me, it would be very tough for me to go into Tinder thinking I'm going to find somebody. If I'm on Tinder, which never happens, but if I was single and I'm on Tinder, I'm not going on Tinder to find the love of my life. I'm going on Tinder to get some ass. That's pretty much it. And finding somebody that also wants to get some ass. And maybe you get lucky and you can find somebody that you can have benefits with on the long term instead of just like, you know, doing a one night stand or going out on one date and then, you know, getting into the sack with somebody and then doing it differently. On some, some people do that shit on both sides. But for me, it would be like trying to find somebody that's on the same wavelength. It's like, you know, we both getting something out of this. If something happens and it turns into something, great. Fantastic. I think that's the way to do it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, I'm, I'm, like the Tinder, that is how Tinder is viewed, right? Is, it's, is, is that it's not that there hasn't been actual relationships that have come out of Tinder, but Tinder is primarily uh, a one and done like a hookup run it, app. Yeah, it's a hookup app, right? Yeah. And uh and then there are other apps that exist that are that are more for like actual like what you'd call dating apps instead of just hooking up. And so um you know, that's and even when I was on Tinder Tinder for that time, that's like the majority of the profiles is like people just be outright with you, just be like, "Hey, look, you know, I'm just looking to I'm just looking to get some dick." Why didn't you, hey, why didn't you partake in such activities, Adam? Because I'm just not just about be, you that know life. What? You know what? You are looking, you know what? That Tinder profile, it's looking all right. If a girl, if a girl messaged me on Tinder, I'm a, I'm, I'm a single guy. And I just got out of a long-term relationship. And some chick is messaging me and saying, hey, yo, I'm in the mood for some black tonight. I want to get blacked. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know what? Absolutely. My place or yours. <laughs> Are you clean? That's the only thing I'm asking. Are you clean? Yeah? So am I. <laughs> That's just that. I don't know how you didn't partake in it. I, I've just never been about that fucking life, and it's not that I haven't had the opportunity. I just never, you know, that was like my short window. I still had hair on my head at the time. I was still in decent shape. I hadn't fallen apart yet. That was like... You know, my profile picture, you know, is looking good, feeling good. I got lots of offers, but I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, I've never been a one, a one and done kind of, kind of guy. It's just never been my, my bag. And so, 
Uh, for better, for better or worse, I, I did not stick my dick in plenty of crazy, uh, during, uh, during my, my opportunities. Sometimes you gotta do that uh, though, man. You know, there is a rule, never stick your dick in crazy, but there's always an exception to the rule. (laughs) Well, you just, you just can't do it frequently, right? So it's like, it's one of those things. If you're going to stick your dick in crazy, usually you, you do it on a whim. You know, it's well, one we, you, in the now you'll remember not that we can be detailed about this at all, but you will remember that there was very close to falling into that that hole. Mm, mm, mm. And that was pre. Mm, so there was oh, there was. Oh, do yes, you, I do remember. I do remember that was that was the closest. To, that you was know closest. what you should have. You should have. And I know part of you. Whether you want to admit it publicly here on Technical or not, <laughs> part of part of you wishes you did. Probably right. That, just, that, just part because, of, that part of me is I, below my belt line. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's of course, but sometimes yeah. you got to. Sometimes you got to put that. Sometimes you got to treat that head. You 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 got to you 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 know. Sometimes you got to put that head first before the real one that counts. That's why there's always an exception to sticking your dick in crazy. There's always that was the exception. That was because that was then, that was because that would have been a story, right? Because that yeah. would have been a story. It would have been one that we would have talked about all the time, you know, when we got together and we laugh about it. You know, you probably would have done something like fucking dumb or stupid and fuck something up. You know, she probably would have made you really uncomfortable and nervous. It just would have been a fun time. You know, you might even have had a redemption. You'll never know now. You'll never know. See, that's why I wanted the Tinder files to go on a little bit longer, Adam. It's because I wanted you to have these experiences, man. Uh, you know what, though? As as nice as it is to think about about uh, about it, I'm happy at the same time I didn't because you you like you 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 give yourself enough time to step away, you watch what happens, and then you go, you know what? We're dodging bullets right now. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta get hit a little bit you gotta you gotta take a graze or two you know what i'm saying it won't kill you (laughs) but sometimes you gotta have some battle scars you know what i'm saying gotta do that man tinder files it is what it is man hey listen there's still hope adam there's still hope i hope not you need to hurry up and put a ring on your on your woman's finger and 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 call it until then i'm gonna I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to the fact that the tinder files may happen again one day guys knowing adam won't happen for another six plus years. Then it'll be a fucking old ass man. It's either that or you need to put a goddamn ring on her finger. Is she in that room right now? It's just right there. We're already talking. We're already talking about it. Man. We're just trying to sort. We're just, we're just, man, so, we're just hurry sorting. Up and throw a damn ring on it, man. You ain't getting no still, better than this. There's no surprises. Man, you ain't getting any better than this, man. You need to lock this shit up, bro. You need to lock this shit up. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Because I don't want to be fucking 40 years old. But the Tinder and, files. And, man, fuck the Tinder files, man. You got a good one. You know what I'm saying? You got a damn good one. You blew the Tinder files a few years ago. You fucked that one up for all of us. All right? You fucked it up for me. You fucked it up for you. You fucked it up for the stories that could have been told here in Technical Alpha. That's your damn fault. Now you need to follow through and put a ring on her finger, man. The fuck you it's waiting coming, for, dude? It's coming. Jesus Christ, it's coming. man. It's Kill coming. me here. I'm going to be there 40 be- years old going to your goddamn wedding, and, and I'm going to go, like, you know, what the fuck? Dude, you're, not, you're, not, you're going to be out of your prime fucking years and everything. There are some, there are some, there are some, uh, there are reasons why, and you'll understand when it happens, but there's right. no secrets. Nobody is, nobody is unaware. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, where are we at? All right, we got time for one more. Then uh, Jeff's going to bounce out. He's got a family din-dins They're today. here now. I can hear my dog going crazy. Uh, excuse me. Dean Eves. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. Dean Eves asks, are there any games or movies that went by unnoticed from the masses that you personally enjoyed and wish it got more attention? Video games? Or movies. Or movies. Uh, uh, movie for me? Rob Williams' Moscow on the Hudson. Didn't, uh, not a lot of people have even known about it, let alone watched it. As far as games go? Uh, oh. 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 Game-wise, I... Alan Wake. I yeah, more go people Alan probably Wake. could have played more Alan Wake. I mean, if they did, we would have already gotten one. You know, we've already would have got another one, right? So I'm going to go with Alan Wake. And movie-wise, that got a little bit more love. Um, ooh, man. Mm, that's a tough one. I'm. I mean, I. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Dune, man. I. I think more people need to see Dune. I mean, that's new. If I had to pick an older one, Whiplash. Mm. That movie's fire. And, I'll, and you still haven't seen it. There's tons of people that haven't seen it, man. I. I know you'd eat it up. Hmm. That's true. It's a good movie, man. If you guys are looking for something to watch, man, go watch Whiplash, dude. I keep telling you this. You're gonna like it. I'm trying to think of games. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna stick with Alan Wake. Can't go wrong with Alan Wake. I I would I would fucks with a a second Alan Wake. Give me one of those, man. Uh yeah. I don't I don't got I I don't think I've got anything off the top of uh, of my you know well. It's hard to say because it did sell. It did sell really well, but I feel like a lot of people still hadn't haven't played it because it's been locked because it's locked up, or was for the longest time locked up on PlayStation. But Horizon Zero Dawn, it's finally on the PC and has been for a bit now, and so more people have played it. But it was one of the few major AAA brand new intellectual property games that ended up being really fucking good, which is super rare. Like it's which rare game? to get. Horizon Zero Dawn, oh. which was originally locked to the PlayStation, and then just in the, in the last year came out on the PC, and so more people are starting to finally have gotten their hands on it. It was a bit of a messy PC release, unfortunately, but they've fixed most of that now, apparently. Um, but it's super rare for a new intellectual property to appear on the scene, let alone for it to be a AAA uh, intellectual property that's brand new, and have it be arguably top three of the entire generation when it lands on its first attempt uh and which is why so much hype is behind now this the second one uh but you know similar to alan wake lots of people played it but um but i feel like more people could have played it that and deadly premonitions the jankiest fucking bullshit game but more people should play it because the story's good and the plot twists are fantastic and uh, m night Shyamalan should should take note that's all we got ladies and gentlemen with one minute to spare it's technical podcast Done and dusted. In the bag. Mr. Black has got 
a family dinner to go to. I've got a regular dinner to go to. And so we're going to go and do those dinners. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Like us on uh, whatever platform you can, because you can't dislike anymore. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week for more Tech Alpha. Thank you once again, and until then, peace! Peace!